welcome back to the Terrible Warriors, where we continue with our re-release of the audio from our live streams hosting Tabletop Tuesdays with the Dungeons and Do-Gooders. Every Tuesday through June and July, we hosted a new one-shot RPG, and this is the second portion of our fourth stream where we played a game that fits entirely on a single sheet of paper, Adventure Skeletons. Welcome back, everyone. So nice to be here. I hope you're staying cool and you're staying hydrated. Uh, we're still playing Adventure Skeletons. We're going to check in on what our part two titles are going to be in just a moment. But as we like to do here on Tabletop Tuesdays, we have our guest that joins us to join us in our games. And so I'm going to invite here Alex Valente of the Vancouver Dungeon Masters to come and join me. And uh, hey, Alex, thanks for, uh, thanks, for, thanks for boning around. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about the um, the 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 YVR uh, DM. The YVR DMs, yes. Yes, uh, tell Vancouver me about Dungeon Masters. Um, How did it come to be? Um, and it what was, is it uh, that you do as a Dungeon Master organization? Yeah, um, it's a nonprofit. Uh, we um, basically try putting together people who want to tell stories with people who want to play in stories, and we. Um, you know, been working with charity events, collaborations with other Vancouver realities like Dungeons and Do-Gooders, uh, the D&D Collective, which is the um, Adventures League uh, chapter in Vancouver. Um, started in 2018. It was put together by a bunch of people and now the organization has extended. We have people who play from Ontario, people who play from, uh, I believe, places in the US. We have some Europeans join us every now and then. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a bit of a, just a general mishmash of it's not just D&D. It is predominantly sure. D&D. Um, but we are focusing on getting back into the physical world after, you know, the, the plague. Um, yeah, it's just, it's eventually, we'll move back in person. Uh, but as, mm -hmm. as you know, it's it's still a little, little shaky. Um what we really like the big banking thing that we do is uh focusing on intro nights so we have uh new players uh, being paired up with either experienced dms or people who want to try dming for the first Excellent. time people who want to learn usually it's fifth edition dnd we also play with a like just different systems just to get people introduced to different systems of different tabletop rpgs um, but what we are going to be doing going forward is doing a like a little intro night for DMs or GMs or MCs or whatever the game system might call the facilitator. Um, so like a DM workshop, if you will. Yeah, yeah, helping helping getting people up on their yeah. own feet so they can like, start you know, their own games. Not everyone wants to be stuck as the forever GM. Not everyone is happy to do that all the time. Some of us are. I, I, yeah, I'm of course. quite happy with that. Um, but yeah, just hoping to, you know, get people like using tech, uh, using um, not just like the gaming system itself, but also working with uh, Roll20. How do you use Discord? How do you use, you know, Sirenscape, uh, tabletop, um, any virtual tabletop system that might be out yeah. there? Um, so yeah, so even for someone who is used to running games, it helps to uh, break down yeah. some of the um, yeah. learning curves of learning some of these virtual environments and the tool sets that go with them. Because I've tried VTT, and that has a learning curve <laughs> to it. So it would be great to have uh, people who are willing to coach me on that and, and learn how it is. Yeah. Alex, yeah. What's your, uh, when someone is um, playing around with the idea of running a game, but you know, you, you've heard it, well, I'm not 
clever enough, or I'm not uh, not good with voices, or uh, I could never think on my feet fast enough to run a game like that. What What is your advice that you have for someone who would love to run a game, but feels like they don't have that it factor uh, to actually pull that off? Because I, I don't, I don't believe that I, I believe anyone can run a game. So, what would your advice um, be to to that person who? Was, was you know having a war with themselves yeah. over running a game um, it's perfectly fine to tell your players that if this is your first time playing a game first time running a game uh, tell you are a player as the GM as the DM as the MC as whatever you want to call yourself you are a player at the table when you play the game um, and everyone needs to be comfortable with what you're doing including yourself uh, not just yeah. in terms of like themes, in terms of topics, but also deciding what game you want to play, deciding what system you want to try. Um, if it's something that you really want to play because you've seen someone else play it, because you've read about it on, I don't know, um, any review blog site out there, um, read through the books together as a group. Um, learn, don't learn the rules necessarily, but like play around with them. Like You don't have to know everything all the time. And maybe play with someone who's played it before maybe steal stuff from the internet watch someone yeah. else who's played the same game and see if you can there's any tips that you pick up from there like that's uh one of the ways that i learned how to play monster hearts was from watching people play monster hearts online um and it's yeah it makes it easier and you will make mistakes and no one will care because you're telling a story those are all great and you know at the end of the day the dungeon master is just another player at the table, just like the other players. And if they're not having fun, they, they deserve to have as much fun as the other players at the yeah. table. They, they have more responsibility at times with the preparation and keeping track of things. But we're all playing a game. And uh, and, and that, at the end of the day, is uh, something to keep in mind. Alex, how have you been enjoying Adventure Skeletons tonight? Oh, it's, it's very strange. It's very it, different. It's, it's from been our... very good. I don't think Bob understands much, but um, <laughs> he's trying his best. What is your hope for Bob in the next uh, ninety minutes? What would your, as if Alex was here with Bob, what would your, what would your advice be to a poor old skeleton orc Bob? Bob, mate, you need to focus on the quest. Stop boning around. Just put yourself together, and I don't know. Do be the best Bob you can be. Just get your head back on your neck, get back into the ring. But sometimes, yeah. you know, even if the head is not on the neck, it's fine. Just you can use the head as a weapon as long as it doesn't get too damaged. I just pictured Alex as like the coach with Bob as a boxer, just like, like in the middle of the ring. On. We're going in for round three now. Yeah, the bell's about to ring and there's a ding, ding, ding. Let's bring everyone back here to our table uh, as we get into part two of Adventure Skeletons, whatever this is going to be like. Now... A part two Adventure Skeletons deserves its own movie title, as we uh, had, a, had a chat before we went. What did everyone come up with? Um, let's start with, well, it looks like, Dan, you had the marker in your hand. What what did you come up with? Okay, so um, I think the real answer to your question is, what did we call the first chapter? Right. So so the first one was uh, Adventure Skeletons Bone Coming. And now, now the second one is far from bone and if we come back and do this again i think i'm going to call it something like no way bone that'll be the third one absolutely and this is this is playing right off of alex's last bit of advice of just steal ideas from other people <laughs> i don't know what you're talking it's completely organic funny. and original yeah i i don't huh. know what you're talking about i haven't stolen any of these 
Yes, here, Alex. Uh, uh, what is your? Uh, uh, let's go with uh, uh, Valente. What is your? Well, we have totally organic and original ideas. Add to the bone. Add to the bone. Uh, adventure skeletons. Hmm. And oh, adventure skeletons, because as we know from Tons. the um, space horror franchise, um, if there's more than one, that's a success. Hmm. Uh, Marissa, <laughs> what, what, what should we call adventure skeletons too? See, I also, I also had the two. So the first is Percy Jackson and the Bone Thief. Um, and the second one is Percy Jackson and the Sea of Bones. What is this Poseidon kick you're on today? Can you explain this to me? Is that who we, we, didn't name, we didn't name our travelers? Is that who our cleric is who didn't want to get up at the table and we've got our like ranger fighter class or they're cross classing? They're only level just one. Just a little really shell shock. Is that just, Percy? We got Percy and we got Jackson. That's the two of them. Percy and Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I was I became a fish, and when you become a fish, you have to do all of the fish things, which is Poseidon. So, um, pelvis. So you're just. Pelvis you're you're back in the kitchen just pumping trouble. water all over you, being like, I'm a fish now. And Elvis has completely devoted his life to Poseidon, so he is now the cleric of Poseidon. Okay. <laughs> He's not actually a cleric. He's just interesting. Well, the thing is, Percy is a cleric of St. Cuthbert, the cudgel, and Percy is interested in your recent, like, come to faith. Because as being um, recently alive, members of the Restless Dead, uh, you're not one to be known for um, divine magic in that way. Of, of having you wear a rotten clothes, the... go back. <laughs> huh. that's, that's, that's gross. Um, Alex Carson, your what, is crack, your, you what, are, what are your back. sequel titles? We're going to check in on our our skeleton crew at the tavern the next morning uh yeah in the like role-playing scenario of us in our writer's room pitch meeting with like crippled up papers everywhere and we've got a bunch of names on a whiteboard i go and grab the whiteboard eraser and write erase all the names this is so all garbage yeah, so, and take a marker and write dirty degloving yeah yeah he wins <laughs> I should have X-carded myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, um, Danny, uh, or should I, I say... the marker um, across the boardroom. Ribsy, you have a potential to have, like, a new arm replaced. It's that one that... It still has the muscle on it. And if you've left it on the table overnight, it's just kind of dried up like a raisin. Um, but it's... it's uh, it, The muscly arm from that one... <laughs> cultist... Is, is available for you, and and we can all get ourselves all fixed up, right? Because well, Marissa, you're still losing. You, you're, you're missing a leg. Um, uh, we've got. Oh, I took, I took one a cultist of our, leg. We got a cultist leg. You just jam that the, one right the in. The rules of this Bone game of our, oh. say that uh, I'm only allowed to have one non-skeletal part of me, and yes. um, I. It doesn't say what the parts of the skeletons are, uh, which is something that Bob was able to exploit. Yeah, which is, is fair, and I, I, I'm going to decline your uh, offer. I'm going to keep Bone's torso for one 
arm, and I'm getting. Well, you use... also have on Bone's torso. You have two more slots on that torso, and then slots for legs. You're I'm looking at Dylan. Going. <laughs> Dylan is in the producer chair. He's like, I am not making your you skeleton keep going do like all a of Lego creature out. Um, no, what is that? I can. The legs, then you're just like, like some okay. like Cronenbergian horror. Okay, so I'm gonna keep the, the rib cage. Centipede. We're gonna keep the rib cage on the arm so that I can use that cool like bite attack with the ribs. But then I'm gonna take the sinewy, muscly arm and attach that to that torso. But then on my original other arm, I now have a loot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's jammed in there. It's got one health point. Uh, but you can rock out to it with your muscly arm, like Trogdor. Just all you the way reach around. over and it can play. Yeah. It doesn't Excellent. really do much more than just kind of slap at it with the wet muscle of the hand. Because I don't know if you have enough to, like, also control the hands on it. Uh, but there's a lot going on here. The Necromancer's uh, reanimation spell didn't uh, anticipate this. I'm, I'm cool with it. So I'm just a weird Franken skeleton, and it's I'm here for it. Ribsy's spine is just, like, oh, so many back problems. Frankenstein. <laughs> so oh. Frankenstein. It works. Perfect bone. You've got the mead barrel that you're yeah. using as your as your torso, and mm -hmm. uh, pelvis. You just yanked a leg off of. Um. Well, the cultist soul fled. One lost an arm. One jumped out of the window, and one ran for their life after the arm got degulled. So maybe we, no. we 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 just dragged the chef's body back inside. And oh, so Terry the dwarf is lying on the ground. So and you're a goblin, so you can grab the dwarf leg. And <laughs> yeah, we are not like what you're not like off height because if you put a human leg in then you're just gonna you, your one leg wouldn't reach the ground i think yeah yeah i'll pull the dwarf leg off and throw it on um and uh yeah i'm just kind of vibing with my uh axe now <laughs> we're, all, we're all back together we got that we got the band back together um and uh well... with that we've got we got percy we got jackson and jackson uh, tells the story that they were they were investigating missing people. They were coming into this tavern, this town, and they would never leave. And uh, they suspected that something was going on. And then you upended this this um, murder cult that was operating here, right here in this tavern. And um, they seemed to lure strangers in, and then and then cook them up and eat them. And uh, but now now you're here, and now you can help them. And they are way in over their head like if we're talking dungeons and dragons rules percy and jackson are like session zero level one characters they haven't they haven't ever gone out they should be out fighting rats in a sewer they shouldn't be going up against a murder cult in sweetwater bank uh and so um and so they were obviously initially worried when you showed up but um they're glad you're here and they want to team up and help now this cult has been taking people for years so that means somewhere in here, all their valuables, all their equipment, adventures that came through with their winnings, it's all, they must have a hidden space around here. They must have the treasure. Okay. Uh, we, the cult's funds that have been, that have made Sweetwater Bank so prosperous. Yeah. Um, now, let's see here. I remember from back in my human days that if you ever had something worth hiding, you would put it in a closet. And so, I will do whatever the equivalent of a perception check or an investigation check is in this game to find us a closet. 
Um, yeah, I mean, sneaking around, checking things out, you, any skill check is a D10, and you're fully formed, so there's uh, nothing about it. I don't think this is going to be too difficult. Yeah. Terry didn't think a group of skeletons were going to get his tavern to be able to flip over. Well, I rolled so you just a have seven to roll there, higher than I? six. You did it. Look at that. Um, as you're you're shuffling around doing your talking, you uh, behind Terry's bar, you find a trap door underneath a rug. And hmm. it's not exactly a closet, but it's kind of like a closet for the floor, right? Ah, it's like a floor closet, like an under closet. long as I'm allowed to make a skeletons in the closet joke. <laughs> oh, Bob's not going back in the closet. <laughs> you don't have to, it's pride. <laughs> nor, should, nor should you, Bob. It just took, it, it took, you know, I took a lot of guts to do it, and I don't have guts, so it's kind of difficult to begin with. You know, you you say that like you left them all behind in the closet, but here you are standing here. Oh, yeah. It took it took literally all of the, your guts. Yeah, it does literally what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, it literally took my guts out. <laughs> we can put. They'll just put the human cultists in the closet instead. Oh, that's okay yeah. then, yeah. It's, well, uh, uh, Percy and Jackson, they don't want to go down anywhere, but what they can offer to do is, like, clean up the front of house and hide the bodies. And <laughs> uh, so that way, when the villagers come in to check, um, they'll just, they're going to, like, try and play dumb and, and hold it on. But also, like, there are these robes lying around, these cultist robes, as a potential option if, if should we be looking for disguises because I just think skeletons disguising themselves is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but for now, you've got the <laughs> trap door underneath. You've got what potentially are other cultists in town. You have the Rose and Percy and Jackson are going to look after this tavern and uh, they'll warn you if anyone's coming down the ladder into the floor closet. Um, press, uh, Pelvis is absolutely going to put on a robe. Um, and as the true thespian that he is, uh, take on the the cultist um, persona <laughs> to try and fit in. Say that again. Sorry, I'm distracted by our backstage channel because there's there's. I just saw all these. That's wonderful. Oh god, uh, and terrifying. <laughs> but I, I I think is probably going to be our final scene. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm aiming towards. Um, <laughs> Operation Voltron. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Pelvis, you're doing something with the cult. Yeah, uh, Pelvis cult? is gonna put on a robe, and a, and um, as the thespian that Pelvis is, is going to become a cultist persona to try and sneak in to the cultist lair when we get there. So he's Excellent. practicing how to be a cultist. Okay, great. No, that that's good. It's it's, it's nice to get into character and to like inhabit your role uh, before mm, before the human. Uh, Meat. Yes. And, uh, Ribsy, you got, you, you, still you know wearing a long leg and a short leg? No, I have the dwarf leg. <laughs> Question from the GM? Oh, I was just uh, wondering here, Ribsy, as our human expert uh, as uh, on human culture, mm -hmm. and you can you can give any kind of pointers to pelvis on how to like really like sell the role. And uh, when and whenever you're ready and you've got what you think, there's also daggers, I guess, from the cultists that have been dropped on the ground too. Mm. If you're looking for extra weapons, but they, um, uh, and I should offer up some treasure, shouldn't I? Cool treasure. It's a D6 roll. 
someone here in this group in the in the uh, in Terry's body there is as a maybe pelvis as you're ripping off Terry's leg to then put onto yours you found uh, bundled up into Terry's belt you pull out this cloth but as soon as you pull out the cloth and you drop it to the ground it disappears and when you fumble around you finally pick it up and it's there in your hand it's the visibility cloak you, you don't use it and if you hold still as long as you hold still and when it's not moving it seems to just disappear in your hand cool and whenever you move it you can see it again and when you stop it disappears again all right so we can really see right through you <laughs> um i'm going because i'm already pretty sneaky um, i'm gonna go give it to bob because he's just been having a hard time yelling at people today <laughs> so I'll go here bob <laughs> But we just Terry's had a whole conversation about cloak. me coming out and being proud of it, and now you want me to hide again. <laughs> well, well, Bob, how tall are you? <laughs> uh, as an orc skeleton, probably towering over the others by about like probably eight feet tall. Yeah. Oh, eight feet. Wow. I was only going with seven. So Terry's four and a half feet yeah. with an invisibility cloak in his belt. So I like to think that when you put your invisibility cloak, everything from the knees up will be invisible. <laughs> but it doesn't really reach the floor when it's on your head. Uh, Donald ducking it. Yeah. Yeah, unless unless you also, like, squat down and, like, crawl with it over your head. If you're standing upright, we can still see your feet. Uh, I think Bob is going to change his from this. He's going to change into this. Yes, so he can exactly. Whatever we got that cloak on you. Yeah. Unreal. Perfect. Uh, I just, I wasn't, it was for, I'm just trying to be your friend. <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, yeah, I just, I got some issues with it. Um, but it's very pretty. Thank you. Oh, do I could try to get the whistler out of, out of Terry. Or I don't really know what the whistle part is, but I could try. It's either somewhere around the lips or maybe somewhere in the back of the mouth. It could be the tongue. It could be part of the throat. It's really hard to tell. You might just want to have to take the whole thing. I, I can think... I do? Can I do a roll to see if I if um I know what makes a whistle? <laughs> like the whistle parts of a person? Like, cause when I was alive, I'm sure I could whistle. Like, it's a it's a dwarf. So they have different atom than these. Best part is it appears that Justin is once again frozen. The, the, the request frozen, was so shocking. I, to, to just like is he pondering uh, or is he gone? Oh, how, how's this? Can you hear me again? We can hear you again. Yeah, I just switched right over to Wi-Fi because Amazing. this uh, my my wired connection is what's crapping out. Um, I, yeah, I was like, all right. The I whistle. The whistle just... I don't want to get too. But whatever. We're dealing with body horror already with the skeletons. Uh, I'm not going to have you roll for the whistle part unless you actually want to play a a, 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 a someone who doesn't know. Um, but you. Like whistling, there isn't a part that whistles, right? It's muscles, it's airflow. So if you could like dry up Terry's head in an with the mouth in a nice little, oh maybe you get like a little like a bottle cap and you can make the the shape and you dry it down and you like leave it out in the sun for a while, you might be able to blow through the neck and have a whistle sound come out the mouth. Can so you could I... turn his head into like kind of like a harmonica. Can I get oh. like a can I get like a moonshine jug? Um, and, uh, yeah, and then just, like, that would be, like, what it is, so it's 
I try to like you know when you blow on the top of a bottle it like yeah whistles yeah and you um, just blow it over his mouth and his mouth is kind of because it was open from the dagger that went through it yeah and you actually already have a hole in the back of the head so you've already got everything going on so if you just hold it just right you get your you gotta work on your embouchure but if you so get you some can... air going over it you go so right bob can like do his hissing thing but then it actually comes out as like the bottle sound so he's like i'm like look you're whistling yeah that works for me Perfect. I'll, I'll allow talk that. about a flat blown. That's amazing. The longer we figure out how Terry's head can turn into a severed Sorry, cadaver harmonica, the less I need to improvise <laughs> on the spot and figure out how this game is going to end. So uh, for that, I applaud you. Uh, we we have a we have a door to the floor closet, um, and down below it's dark, and there's a smell coming out of it. But you can feel like a, um, a cool air blowing that would be not something you have from just like a basement. Like you feel like a current of something like it's bigger down there. Um, you know, you, 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 you have felt that if in, the, in, in the carpal tunnels. You know what like an open cave feels like. Um, and, uh, and if you get real quiet, you can almost hear like trickling water coming from this basement water. I think... Basement. I think Bob is going to use his head, uh, literally. He's going to take it off his neck, and he's going to throw it down and see what he can see from downstairs. You're just tossing your head into the hole? Yeah, as a scout. <laughs> can I... Little, little periscope. <laughs> can I grab Terry's shriveled head and just yeah. plunk it on top of his torso? Yes. Yeah, of Wait, course. Is he a Terry skeleton now, or is he still Bob? Well, this comes down to the fundamental part of where does the skeleton source come from, right? <laughs> is it coming from the skull or is it coming from necromantic powers from beyond yeah. the veil? It's something so inside you, you know. It's if you take your head off and dump it down the hole, but then someone puts a head back on you, are you not just seeing out of Terry's eyes and now you actually can't see that head? You oh, just well, then in off? that case, I'll remove the head again until or, he's done his report. Or do you get to keep both heads? Uh, mm, technically, according to the rules, if like your head takes two hits, you're out of the game. How many hits yeah. does it take for being dropped down a massive? Yeah, so cave? Um, so that case, you're doing? right. So the rules are the source mm -hmm. is the skull. The skull is the most important thing. You got to keep that safe. So if you take your Me skull too. off, you can put Terry's head on, but it's just going to be weakened at Bernie's tongue lying out. It's it's, it's going to be a little lopsided, but it works. But you can still carry Wait, your real sorry, skull. Did you weakened at Bonnie's? <laughs> you can take your real head though and you can keep it in a protective place like inside your torso where it wouldn't take damage while you've got this like dummy like like a like a body double head that you're using up here Vecna uh, to, to take blows yeah so uh yeah um uh you 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 you're, how are you dropping your very fragile head, of which if you damage it, you are out of the game? How are you dropping this into the hole? Oh, well, we have all those cloaks and stuff, right? So I'm going to yeah. make like a little sling. A little crash pad? Just gonna, no, no, no. I'm just going to lower it down. Hey, and, Bone uh, said periscope, and I don't know I what that is. But Can I also suggest uh, <laughs> that maybe you place a candle in your mouth, so that way you can also see. You can turn your head into a lantern. I can so have, can I can have an epiphany. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. So you, yeah, you you lower your skull for a head, 
um, with a candle inside of it, beaming light into into the room. And and it does look like a storeroom that was under here, but the storeroom itself at the center was dug out and dug down. And it looks like I kind of like a mine shaft that was built underneath the tavern, and uh, and it rolls off into a tunnel that goes down underneath. The, the town of Sweetwater Bank towards the direction of where the river is. And as you lower your head, you can even hear kind of trickling up from the tunnels. You can hear the sound of, of water running. And, uh, and it looks like there's lanterns that are lit all around the wall, but they're not currently um, lit. They're just like oil lamps that are uh, all over the place. I mean, it's a um, it's good construction. Terry is a dwarf, knows, knows how to work the rock, and uh, seems to have built uh, a secret underground smuggling tunnel underneath his tavern. I think from down here, uh, Bob is just going to go, I can hear a car, and I hang around, and I go, hang on, hang on. I'm going to pull back the head up with the sling. So there's a tunnel and a mine shaft, and it keeps going, but it looks very well done. So we're going back into a tunnel. So, looks like we're going back into a tunnel there, see? Yeah, but this one's not carpool. Well, right <laughs> on. It's the old coming full circle of sorts. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Are you feeling shafted, Ribsy? I'm feeling a little shafted. Because of the mine shaft. I'm sorry. It was, it was, it was, a, a, it was a long ball. I kind of went around block with there. Because I was yeah. expecting to go be a human in the land of human yeah, places. And now I have to go back into fleshy. a... Ah, see? Well, we're, being, we're being humans. We're just being cultists. Oh, wow. Pelvis, yeah, that was amazing. You sounded around. just like a real one. <laughs> Ooh, human me too. <sighs> it's about fun. just making the role your own, you know? Well, I mean, if you all head down and you check out, there is a cart there that was used on the rails. It looks like it's big enough to seat four if you all want to get inside of it. Oh, good. So we can carpool in the tunnels. Yes. That's great. I thought it was going to be a cart, a ledge, but oh, yours is better. (laughs) No, those disintegrate. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere we just killed Chloe. (laughs) <laughs> well then uh, into the minecart shall we um, uh, Bob you still have the light in your head if you want so you can you can guide us through the tunnels just open your mouth and just go for you just sit at the front of the cart um, we need someone at the back on the brakes if you need to slow yourself down because this is going to get Donkey Kong Country real quickly if we don't. Oh, hell yeah. And, um, and then uh, left and the right uh, to lean the cart around turns as, as, as we're making our way. I'm extra weight on my left side, I believe. <laughs> yeah, because you got the loot, you yeah, got the extra. So, yeah, you have like the you, have, you have the torso yeah. for uh, and the beefy arm on yeah, top of the yeah. torso. That's gonna make leaning easy, so I'll take the left side. Yeah, Ribsy weighs a skeleton right now. Hey, yeah, you actually might yeah. end up like reach the arm out if you need to like pull yourself around corners because you got this like fleshy arm. Now, you're actually the only one who's brought muscle into the game. Um, <laughs> so, I... uh, so. <clears throat> Why don't we do uh, a series of checks to see how much of your bodies make it to the end of the mine shaft? 
before we find what's waiting at the end of the of the tracks. <laughs> does that sound does that sound ridiculous enough? I think to that's go the for way it? to do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. So um you, you you let the brake off and it starts to wheel itself squeak 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 down and then it dips for the first time <laughs> and like this tunnel was just a small tunnel that Terry had built before it gets into a bigger cave system that makes up like like an underworld underneath Sweetwater where like the river that flows so calmly up there is actually like pouring little waterfalls down into these cave systems underneath the river flows in us you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> And <laughs> let's give um, uh, Bob. You're at the front. You're our leg. Uh, give you the first um, first skill check. Six, rolling a d10. As we start, we make our first turn. Oh, you know what? Let's just do this. So you, you go through the first turn. We make a bank. We hit it. And we're rolling our ways all the way down. Rather than try and narrate every single instance of this, everyone roll a d10. Tell me if you succeeded or failed. And if you failed, roll me a body part. And we're going to start talking about what parts get knocked off. Oh, no. Yeah. So pelvis is fine and Bob is fine. Oh, that's a two. Danny is terrible. Oh, no. You're 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 mostly just like string and yeah. someone else's bones now and wait I gotta uh, roll another d10 to tell so, you what got so knocked off. So bone of is fine as well. <laughs> so it's actually just ribsy. Uh, give me another d10 roll. What part of your body got hurt as we were shifting around? What's a four? A four right is is your right arm. It's your it's your lute. Oh, it's no. your instrument. No, oh, no um, it just it smashes against the rock with like. The sound of a broken note, just a wow, and it echoes through the through, through the cave. But it also starts like a chain reaction of like a stalactite or a stalactite hanging off the ceiling falls and collapses into the into the uh, into the tracks behind you, oh, no. and and starts you know falling apart as there's a, a small little cave in happening as you're rolling through, and just as you roll to the bottom and the smoke comes out. Um, Again, as the cart comes to a crashing halt very quickly, everyone duck and roll. And roll me one more time. And I have to do it. come to a stop. Okay. But for anyone who's moving, which is the elf, you get a plus one. And you can re-roll. You can re-roll your your skill checks anytime, Ribsy, because you're a human if you you detach something from you. I I rolled a two. uh, And I think I'm going to re-roll it. But having lost my extra arm, the meaty hand that was attached to the rib cage, that yeah. gets blown off, uh, and I try and use the momentum. Like it kind of gets, <laughs> it hits a rock on the side just like the loot did. Yeah. But I'm gonna try and use the momentum to roll forward, and so I'm still only missing one appendage technically, because that was yeah, like a bonus appendage. Yeah, that was a, that was that was bonus. And I rolled a nine. Uh-huh. Very nice. You did it. Uh, and pelvis, you uh, you duck and rolled. Pelvis got a five, so I think so. Oh no! Oh. Uh, roll roll a d10. Ooh. Well, I really hope I don't lose my head. No, I hope so too. Just my torso. <laughs> so, that's okay. Yeah, you can pull yourself together. But when you hit the ground, you go over the rest of them. You hit, and and your torso detaches from your body. Takes one point of damage. Everything clatters out like like Lego men and Lego video games, and you just 
spill across the ground and you can get yourself back and pull yourself back in, but your torso is taking one point of damage. Ribsy, if you're looking for an extra arm, there is the broken brake handle that just snapped off of the minecart <laughs> yep. that Pelvis tried to use as we came to a stop. And the Terry's so just... head. <laughs> and Terry's head, of course. The Terry head jug, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to just put Terry's head also on your side. Well, I want something musical, right? So, so I think your ocarina. I think the Terry's head jug is gonna go in on on the side, and I still have the extra rib cage to do the chompy bit. I'm excited to use that move. It's gonna happen. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that too. You hear uh, a what was that? It was nothing. It's just just noises from the distance. No, it sounded like an actual cave in Cheryl. It didn't sound like anything. What are you talking about? It sounded like the the whole ceiling came down. I don't know. You're getting paranoid. They're coming after us now. We couldn't keep it secret forever. And the echoes are going through uh, out of a, 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 at the bottom here, it looks like this part got dug out and, 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 and built up. And there's these stone columns and torches. And it looks like, a, well, an underground church down here um, with all kinds of imagery of uh, skulls. It feels very homey. Spiders. Uh, all all sorts of um, uh, occult sigils, and uh, and then through the archways where you hear the bickering from the other side yeah. of them saying that sounded like the minecart came down. Well, no one's gonna be coming down the minecart. No one knows the minecart's there. You don't know that. You know someone should go check. Oh, I'm not gonna go check. Well, we should go. We'll rock paper scissors for it. And they haven't decided yet who's gonna come up, but they're gonna decide real soon. Can I? I'm bowing for it. Well, I, I want to, um, I, I want to call out with Terry's head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So just take your skull off, just place it neatly on the ground and then put Terry's head on mm-hmm. and you'll be able to yell through his mouth. Ah, uh, hey there, fellas. Um, where uh, there was a disturbance upstairs and everything's fine. I just need to take a look at your treasure. Our treasure. See? Because you're using Terry's head, and this is ingenious, uh, <laughs> and because you swapped a body part, you will get to roll plus one twice and take the better of each roll. Hey. Of, of, take the better of the roll. Well, we've got an eight plus one is a nine. So you rolled a nine. And a seven is an eight. Either way, it passes. Terry! Terry, we heard you are dead! Oh, no, I just, uh, uh, I fell, see? I'm you were, fine. You were attacked last night, right before the ceremony, that you took a dagger through the mouth, it was in front of everyone, and, and, and then the, the survivors that fled said that you, you were dead, that you were absolutely dead, and that they were, uh, chopping you apart and using your body parts. Oh, body no, parts. I'm fine, in fact. Come out and see me to see how fine I am. Hey, I knew that story was nonsense. No, what would happen to that? Uh, no one knows Terry's part of this anyways. They all think he's the lovable devil keep. Bob, Bones, Pelvis, ready with your weapons. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the, the torchlight starts moving, and, and it's the, um, the baker who was screaming last night, who then headed down here immediately. Hmm. And uh, there's a, another, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, one of the farmers... Uh, from town like it's all just like the, the the small town folk that are like part of this cult I'm thinking hot fuzz right you know like the, the town butcher, watch the, the baker watch. 
the kind of like about winning the best village contest. Yeah, so they uh, <laughs> so they start uh, so the they, they come up with the torches and being like, the I can't really good. make you out, Terry. Where are you now, boys? Elvis uh, takes the dagger that he got with his cult costume and leaps out at the baker. Uh, okay, yeah, plus one to sneaking. Just gonna. <laughs> Three. Oh no. Okay. Um. The baker hears Ribsy go get him, boys, and then they look and they just see this goblin that smells like fish leaping out. Like you weren't. It's hard to be sneaky when you smell so badly yeah. right now. And they see you coming. What is that smell? And they look over and they go, "That sounds like it smells like something over there." Just something leaps, and um, they bash you off with a frying pan that they had in their hand, and. <laughs> No rolling pin. Let's just go rolling pin. That's funnier. They hit you with the rolling pin. Roll a d10 to see what part of you goes flying off. It's an eight. An eight. It's your left arm. Oh, Maybe good. the one that held the. Uh, are you left-handed or right-handed? Which one was holding the dagger? Uh, for for dramatic sake, it will be my left arm. <laughs> it goes off. The dagger goes <laughs> flying. The arm goes flying. Uh, and then you hit the ground and you go sliding because you're still kind of covered in like a lot of fish oil. And um, Ribsy, Bob, Bone. Bone is going to, uh, Bone of Arc is going to just line himself, uh, herself uh, right in front of uh, Bob and say, Bob, darling, just... Just kick in front of you real hard in about three seconds. So like, and then I'm gonna try to put like look at a couple of these uh, people in front of us, and then just like tilt myself over onto my barrel and just like <laughs> scoot my little arms and legs inside as much as I can, <laughs> and just put a big old barrel in front of Bob. We're gonna do a barrel roll. Um, hey. For, for the sake of the story, but also because it would be funnier, um, I did fail the roll out of the cart earlier, and I didn't figure out what what part of me got damaged. Okay, so oh, I'm just yeah, gonna do too. that very quickly. Uh, the right arm comes off. I can still kick. <laughs> yeah, and you can still grab your right arm and put it back in. Yep. Um, it's just damaged. in the chaos of this all. Oh, actually, my right arm is the one with the leather armor that I picked up at the beginning of this game. Hey. Oh, excellent. Oh. It is fine. Um, I that am... was my left arm. <laughs> I am going to kick Bone of Arc down the shaft, and I have plus one to hitting, and I'm going to consider kicking a hit? Yes, no, absolutely. In fact, you're getting the assist from Bone, so let's throw in a plus two to this as the momentum, because it's still full of meat. This thing is a heavy barrel, and just <laughs> gonna, you're starting to go rolling faster and faster, and just going to hit them like bowling pins. That is a nine. Woo! Give me a D8 damage, because this is like... That's an eight. Equivalent of like a great hammer. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, so uh, you steamroll them, you hit them, and you go, and you, and 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 they see it coming, and it's a little bit like that moment in Austin Powers because you're not going very fast, they're just like ah, and it just comes, and and they don't get out of the way, and it just hits, bounces, hits them right in the legs, they fall down, it rolls over them, and it's just squishing, um, as you take the, what was it, the one that hit pelvis with the rolling pin 
um, then gets rolling pinned over by the mead barrel. And everything that was on the inside, it's it's sort of like stepping on a jam sandwich. Uh, And bone in an arc. The baker is out, so it's the farmer. Let's go with let's go candlestick maker. (laughs) (laughs) They got the lantern. They got all this wax in there, and uh, they got like wicks all around. I don't know what candlestick makers would have on their tool belt, but they uh, 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 they're um, uh, they just they 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 see this. They see Ribsy standing there with Terry's head on their skeleton body. And, um, well, actually, Ribsy, you still have a move. I was all for trying to tell the truth, but some people just can't be reasoned with. And, uh, I'm going to go up to this. No, no, I can be reasoned with. I can be reasoned with. I'm finally (laughs) going to use it. I'm going to open up the ribs (laughs) on this torso that's attached to me as the other arm. And I'm just going to try and de-head him. This is going to be very difficult, but if you you've got all your body, yeah. You Okay. If you if you need a next other go, you can like let the torso fly and and you get another roll on it, right? Yeah. So do it. This is a do it. Oh, whatever. Roll a 6. Get higher than a 6. It's an 8. Do it. And I, I could have been more dangerous with you. I could have gone for the eight challenge. You still would have made it. Oh, um, yeah. Very nice. Chomp. I would and you're going for the head. Me, Seymour. Yeah. Roll a d12. Yeah. This will also destroy Bone's ribcage in the process. That's more than okay. <laughs> no. with a massive 10. Woo. It comes down and it just starts crushing. All the ribs are flying like toothpicks mm-hmm. as it just starts going in. And the candlestick maker was like, no. I could have been reasoned with. I wasn't like the others. As they just, as this thing eats it like a piranha, and um, and just, just gone. After um, after I devour him, it doesn't feel as satisfying as I thought it was going to. I kind of take a moment. If, you know, we heard the sound of rushing water. Maybe there's like a pool that I can look in and stare at my own reflection. There's a reflecting pond just yeah. beside the uh, the sanctuary for the cult. Yeah. As I'm looking it, at it's it, it's currently turning red from all the blood from the uh, steamrolling mead barrel. It's not my head. It's Terry's head on top of my neck. And his tongue logging out of his mouth. So I just kind of have a moment though of recognition, and I'm like, I don't really know what I've become. You're looking into the eyes of a stranger. Identity crisis? Oh my god. It's not how I pictured undeath. Ah, well, onward to treasure, friends! You say your heart wasn't in it. Okay, everyone, roll a d6. We're gonna find out what's in the sanctuary room. Because you you, you killed the entire cult. And they're all fleeing, dead, or maimed. Three. Tell me what number you got. I got a two. You, um see glinting in the reflecting pond some something metal and you actually pull a sword from the water and you pull out a magic scimitar plus one to hit and plus one to damage sounds good i'm going the image of the last person you killed in the in the metal just like terry's face reflected in the water well (laughs) i am going to 
And so all you see is the candlestick maker's face going, I can be reasoned with, just I like on repeat. I'm just stick it into my other arm socket. <laughs> is it, it replace the rib cage? With subtitles? <laughs> yeah, because you don't have the torso anymore, so now you just have one sword sticking out of the torso. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Um, what did uh, Pelvis, what did you roll? Pelvis rolled a three. So you found a, a magical you When you walk into the sanctuary, there is a statue uh, clad in this like glass-like armor that uh, looks like ancient from like an, a, an ancient society that, that uh, the, the, the way this was made is long since lost. Very magical. And uh, it, when worn, it can heal hits at the start of every battle. And you can actually see that like the, the glass when you maybe you find out because you're like oh what's this and you go to grab it and you're too slippery from the fish oil and it hits the ground and it shatters a bit and then it reforms like a liquid glass you go, oh cool it'll heal um so you find some magical armor uh bob what did you roll bob rolled a five you found um next to the magical armor crates and now most of the crates have been already broken open and emptied out but there's one little potion still inside and it's glowing and then written in handwriting because the candlestick maker apparently was labeling everything and they used to argue with the baker a lot like why are you labeling our contraband with instructions on how to use this and he's like well i don't want to forget about it because some of the stuff turns you inside out and some of the stuff like this one clears all marked hitboxes and so uh, that's a, that'll heal any damage that you've built up. And finally, uh, Bonavark. Bonavark also rolled a three. Uh, you also rolled a three? So um, you find uh, on top of the magic armor on the top of the statue was actually a really fancy hat. Fantastic. And you can describe the hat however you want. Whatever fancy hat catches the eyes of Bonavark. But when you wear it, <laughs> You can use it to add two to any attempts to disguise yourself. Ooh. I think it's um, as as portrayed. If you take a quick peek on the roll twenty here, it is a wizard hat that uh, that every once in a while summons cigars. But as I go and try and take a puff from the cigar from lighting it, I'm like, oh, right, don't have air coming through my lungs anymore. That's that's sad. But the wizard hat is pretty. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah, and actually, while you wear this hat, you 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 gain the magical ability to blow perfect smoke circles. <gasps> yeah, incredible. Which is fly because you don't That's even have not. breath. <laughs> so I don't even have to worry about cancer or any other side effect. I just get the positives. Undeath is great. What about Did bone you, cancer? Hang on, though? I just get the positives. What was that, Bob? <laughs> what about bone cancer? Do we have to be worried about that? I'll just, you know, we swap things out so easily at this point. You know, it's not <laughs> like you got oh, like a universal donor program. A... Yeah, you've got all <laughs> these. Bo- you got two bodies lying around. Now one of them's yeah. a little crushed up, but like you can like take bones there if you want to like have bones instead of. Oh, I don't uh, have a bone to pick with anyone. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bob, so so peaceful. I used to have my organ boner card, but I lost it somewhere along the way. That sounds like a bumper sticker organ bone you have you have gone on such an epic journey since you left the carpal tunnels you <laughs> arrived and you have slain villains you have gone down and you have found great treasure uh what was the other thing on your list uh slay villains get cool treasure perform legendary deeds ah so 
People don't know what you've done. You have 25 minutes to 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 take all this together. And like, what? How do the four of you perform? Like, you got Percy and Jackson are still upstairs. Now you wrecked the way you came down, but obviously the candlestick maker and the baker they found a way to get down here. And uh, it might have been just that ladder right by the sanctuary that just goes up into the baker's uh, house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it looks like there's all other kinds of paths that each connect to a different small business in, in Sweetwater. They were all in on it. Well, tell you what, friends. I was hoping to bring humans and skellies together. Perhaps. Oh, do you can... mean literally together? Like you just yeah, want to like put them uh, into your like... arm socket? <laughs> I've improvised a little bit to get where <laughs> we wanted to get to today. But we've got a keg full of beer as I point to Bone of Arc. Thumbs up from the giant fat keg that's like trying to stand up. It's like wiggling about trying to get on its top yeah, side. Yeah, well, every time you wiggle, you also <laughs> slosh a bit. So there's also like this counterweight. <laughs> yeah. A little help. A little help, please. I say I'll, I'll help you. we give these uh, humans an ultimatum. Up. Yeah, doll. We yeah. can. Let them be friendly to us and renounce this terrible cult of murderous death. Or they can say, screw it, and we'll skin them all alive. Uh, I was thinking um, more like a storytelling hour, but I like your Rip- idea too. Ribsy. Do you want Percy and Jackson to call a town meeting? <laughs> no, Possibly. wait, wait, Ribsy, Ribsy, Ribsy. Elvis. Yeah. So you'd realize that we have the entire town's economy gold. We could be rich. Yeah, you have crushed the town's economy. That's true. Hmm. We just have to take over the economy. Uh, it's a buyer's market. That's where the real power is. <laughs> oh, is this what they mean by cryptocurrency? <laughs> it's- oh, Alex. You've been on fire all night, my guy. That is... Oh, my God. Uh, Just broke myself. Sorry. No, you, you do are not need one. to throw this man a bone. He is doing uh, just fine. Uh... Yes, yeah, we're done. Bye, everybody. Um, yeah, that's oh, actually that an interesting choice, Pelvis. Instead of giving the town an ultimatum, you could just subsume their, their, their jobs. Like... Who wants to be the tavern keeper? Obviously, Bone's doing a good job for that. Who wants to be the candlestick maker? I mean, Bob's basically a candle right now. It still has the candle in their mouth. Uh, Ribsy, uh, I mean, you're just sort of this jack-of-all-trades repair person. So we'll, we'll put you over with the tannery and with the stables, and you'll be doing all the repairs. Pelvis, you're the one left over. You're cooking up all the good ideas. So you should just take over the bakery. And then the four of you just turn this place from Sweetwater Bank into, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, that's... Um, it's a... Skella, I don't know what the town name is. Bone Something. Sweet Bone. Bone um, River. Bone, bone Sweet Bone. Bone River. No, um, no, no place like Bone. Hmm. Skeletown. I like that. Skellyman 3. No way Bone. We've run it all full circle. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Um... Oh, it's Castle Great. But now we jack up all the prices because we, we single-handedly crush the economy. It's not like we can't crush them, too. 
<laughs> They'll have no choice but to know about us in legend. Mm. You. <laughs> let's let's pull. Okay, we've got a little bit of time. I feel like it's time for your consequences to catch up to you. Wow. <laughs> um, but while while you're making these wonderful plans for Skeletown and uh, and 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 like reinvigorating the economy, you know, building it from 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 like you know the bare bones and building it right back up you got you got you got strong bones to build this economy from um you you hear uh like you know kind of like a bell ringing a little bit of like not like shanty but a little bit like singing coming up from that, that thing and uh pelvis you'd recognize this because you're a goblin you'd recognize this as like old little goblin work tunes as they're working their way up a tunnel on the other side of the reflecting pool heading towards the sanctuary down here and they're coming in like uh, I just realized that that sounded exactly like Munchkin Town from Wizard of Oz <laughs> and so that's just exactly how they're all gonna look like and sound like so they're coming in though they're goblins and and you can hear that you can you can the, the shaking lantern in the front of like this little wagon that you got two other goblins at the front and they're pulling the wagon and they look like traitors they don't look like well they look like smugglers um, but uh, uh, they're they're coming in here with like this like caravan of odds and ends and trinkets and lanterns and and, and, and stuff, um, and uh, and and they're heading up and they're, they're ringing a bell, uh, announcing that they're that they're they're here again on schedule this time. We're not late, so you know bring out your goods, see what we got, ready to barter. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, we represent the Goblin Guild. Yeah, for half second I thought you did say like, "Bring out your dead." And I was like, "Oh Bring wow!" Bring out your dead. <laughs> like, hello, we're 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 here. We've arrived. Not dead yet. Well, uh, out of there, friends. Don't suppose you're all ready to. Uh... Do you want to just stand inside the shelter of the sector with just Terry's head sticking out the door? Yeah. So see the skeleton oh, body God. attached to my arm now, isn't it? So no, hi there, friends. He just, he just stopped just puppeting out. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Uh, yes, Sorry, we are um, <laughs> proud uh, the citizens of uh, what was this play, Cultville, and we um, we have the things oh, yes. for you. Oh yeah, you got you got some new victims then ready. All right, well you bring out the goods and we'll show you what we brought up from the underdock and we'll see if we can trade in new things. Are you in for some more magical armor? Are you looking for some gold? Maybe some crowns? We got a new best friend if you're looking for that. A new How are you? If you run through any more of those potions of repair, those are hard to get by. So you're going to need to bring at least 3 travelers for that one this time around. Um how many dead cultists are in front of us? I pick up Two. the dead cultists. You know what to do, Wait, pelvis. No, no, no. Okay, I pick up. I what happens is I'm gonna go to Bob and go, Bob. I'm gonna pretend I'm a dead cultist. <laughs> I'm gonna sneakily try to hide in these dead. You're the, just gonna like, play dead. I'm gonna pl- play dead so we can get the. Is that the name of this adventure? Skeleton adventure. What? Just play, play dead. dead. Just play dead. Yeah. <laughs> Out so we can get the potions, and then I'll just wake up and. <laughs> I'm imagining. So I know I was just saying lollipop gill, but I'm actually now thinking. Jawas, but for yes. dead people. 
They're just scavengers. <laughs> they come by and they're looking around. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no there's still some meat on this one. Oh, yeah, no, that'll be good there. Uh, definitely the kobolds will be interested in some of this stuff. I mean, good vitamins when you get surface dwellers down there. And, and they're, they're going through and, and they're here just like, you know, they'll, they'll buy the dead off the cult and they'll bring back some of the treasures that, you know, the Duragar downstairs don't care much for. Because uh, they just dig that stuff up. And, uh, yeah, no, they're making a nice little business here. They're like, wow, you've been busy. These ones look fresh. You usually bring them right down to the sanctuary to off them. <laughs> they get close to any of your secrets. Um, no, all the secrets are protected. What secrets exactly? Well, I mean, the last thing we'd want you to know is that they are all working in the employ of some nearby necromancer. I mean, that would be a real chill on the whole town economy, you know what I mean? But, you know, as long as you keep things going, then the money keeps going to them. Don't forget to pay off your taxes, because uh, he'll be coming to collect uh, later this afternoon, I think. So, um, you know, it is the end of the month. You, know, you gotta pay your rent. You know how it is. You know how it is. Um, did you say necromancer there, fella? Yeah, that uh, that rightist, that rightist one. Gonna right the world, gonna set everything right. Yeah, Yo, I mean, you you've been working them for what, like ten years now, right? Trading bodies, getting cash, saving some of the bones, turning into an army. It's pretty great. I mean, you uh, I mean, wish I had such a good deal. I could work from home. To tell and I me, have to do this commute every day. Are you saying, sir, that the cultists of this here town were actually under the employ of one Arthritis? Terry, why are you speaking in the third person? This is your gig. You you made the you made the deal. You made the alliance. He came into town. He was gonna kill all of you, and you said, "No, don't kill us. We'll work for you instead. In fact, we'll bring you more supplies." That was your idea, Terry. Anyway, these 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 things look bad. That one looks a little dried up, though. It smells like fish. I can't offer more for that. Well, ain't this a kick in the shins? I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> From like. The camera moves past, and I'm hanging out next to Bob, and I'm just like, oh, man, just what I thought this place was a diamond in the rotator cuff. It just kicks you in the shins. I topple over onto the barrel and start rolling away. <laughs> oh, don't literally kick you in the shins, but yeah. <laughs> just, just oh, shit! Bob! Bob, help! <laughs> Your uh, skeleton barrel's getting away from you, Terry. And they're all starting to get a little bit um, more tense. The goblins are going through and like checking out the dead bodies and taking out the trinkets from the ghost. Oh, so they're like, this one looks like the candlestick maker. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm right here. <laughs> right, you've got the disguise hat. Can no. I just like look around for a... You got the disguise hat that you got from the sanctuary, Bob. Oh no, that's no, Bone. Bone. Bone's Bone got the disguise hat. Bob, you just got the uh, you got the potion of repair. Elvis <laughs> got the magical armor, and Ribsy got the magical off scimitar. When I when I rolled out of rolled out of frame. I'm trying yeah, to put a button on this. Bone, the, 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 hair, the hat falls off of bone, rolls to your feet. Bob, it's it's yeah. your turn, your turn to shine. You can grab that hat, you can put it on, and you can convince these goblins that you are the candlestick maker. I will pick up the hat. I'll put it on my head. And then I'll remember I have another magical item and I'll get the cloak. <laughs> the invisible cloak. And I'll put it over the hat. Because two magical items is better. And That's true. And nothing says I'm the person you think I am quite like vanishing in front of them so that they like, can't oh, see I, anything. No, I'm the <laughs> candlestick maker, but of course I am shouting this. Plus one to shouting. Right. I'm the candlestick maker. I'm the candlestick maker. 
and through like I'm the candlestick maker through the whole cavern. But it's only a pair of legs. But it's just a two pair of legs. Yeah, two skeleton legs. Yeah, oh no, the, the legs are disguised are the candlestick sure. maker's legs. So plus two to attempt to disguise yourself. Plus one for shouting. Uh, you're also invisible, so I'll give you a plus one for the sneak. So roll a d10 plus four. That's a nine. <laughs> you actually needed that. Yeah. Um, and they're like, so, <laughs> so you, the candlestick maker's right there. Like they're looking at the body, but then I'm the candlestick maker. Is that is that all you say? Is that because I mean I can I can I can work with that. Um, I yeah I think is like there's a couple of <sighs> <sighs> as he tries to whistle. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just sounds like Darth Vader instead following off the walls so oh, oh looks like looks like you finally ascended into your uh daedric form candlestick maker the good on you i know you were talking about that for a while uh and there's this like like a uh, uh, grixy gutsy go to get you gotta get out of here <laughs> the coup is starting the coup is starting if, and if just they grab them, things up if one of them picks me up that's when i reanimate one in the face. Yeah, yeah, no, they try to they try to scoop you up real quickly and they're just gonna take things and run because they think that this is it. The the the, the final like battle between apprentice and master, as was always foretold in prophecy, is now gonna take place between the candlestick maker and Arthur Ritus. Aha. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, yeah, as as, as these things go. So <laughs> Pelvis sock him in the face. Yeah. Roll a d10. Oh, there you go. Oh, nope. I miss. <laughs> All right, no. Uh, you suck them in the face. They 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 freak out. They drop you on the ground, and uh, they flee and they run off and they go flee and, and they just take off down 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 the tunnels. Um, you know, Bone of Arc. Now, well, I you can't look over and Bone of Arc is like boom 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 has been rolling downhill <laughs> this entire time. And you come to a stop, Bone, when a foot stops you from rolling. A eh? booted foot. A robed foot. A foot that you first saw the day you were born. Oh, no. And there I, you are I, looking I, up. And there, but not a very impressed look on their face. I go, uh, no chest, Raising an eyebrow, curious to see one of their tunnel guards all the way out here. And feel like they'd be played by someone like Christopher Plummer or like uh or something like that like like like, like kind of looking down was like a curious <laughs> oh it's pray funny. tell bone why are you here and of course whenever they talk as the necromancer they always have that like that echo reverse reverb attack to their voice mm-hmm, like you hear mm-hmm. before they talk yeah mm-hmm the cold chill flowing around them, the glowing uh, hey, blue darkness. Uh, hey, boss. Uh, yeah, some uh, some of them them venturer types. They uh, thought they'd have a little old prank on us, and uh, you know, it's a it's an unliving. Indeed. Yeah. And <laughs> you mind giving me a hand? Oh, actually, you know, a new ch- a new body be great and then i could just walk myself back to back to work (laughs) they flick their hand and your whole body levitates off the ground and Ah! writes themselves off 
and you just start walking in step with no. with Wait. with Ritus. No. As they out of control, down. like they, like yeah. I, I'm being puppeted. Yeah. Like you're like, glowing green, and they're just maneuvering yeah. you up. Thanks for the assist, but I think I can. I think I got it from here, boss. No doubt you do. And yeah. uh, Bob, you, are you still making candlestick maker noises? <laughs> Probably yes. What do you think you're trying to do? You hear just standing behind you. And you turn around at your boss. He's kind of your father. <laughs> and your god? Um I I was I'm sorry. I'll just dejectedly take off the cloak. Take off the hat. <laughs> One is a curiosity. Two is a nuisance and a conspiracy. Where are the others? You are a team of four. Um. Well, hey there, boss. Fancy running just, into you in a place like this. As soon as you start talking, he just kind of goes, of course. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have put you on so fresh, so fresh from the job. Supposed to leave you out to dry, but I was short staffed. <laughs> How hard it is that? to find service workers these days. Well, like short stiffed, am I right? Hey! Still, he's still working on the reanimation that doesn't allow for speaking. <laughs> so, what, Ribsy, have you done? I went and made a bunch of friends, see? Trying to build bridges between the humans and the skelly types, don't you know? But funny fact, it turns out that they're just as murderous as we are. More so, in fact. And they weren't interested in peace whatsoever. But I think we've made a good move from moral ground. Built different bridges, you see. Yeah, you also, uh, you always talk about wanting to raise a family here, raise a family there. It doesn't mean actually <laughs> raising a town in ah. the same process. Don't they oh. say it takes a village, though. Ain't that the truth? Takes a village, right? <laughs> Pelvis, you're supposed to be the smart one. How are you getting all caught up in this? The Whoa. the. The, the elves and the orcs, I understand. Ribsy can't help himself. But you, you chose to be a skeleton. And now, I chose to be a skeleton, and I have found my way to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I wish to be a fish, so I could live under Poseidon's glorious reign. <laughs> You're no god to me! <laughs> Arthur Ritus has a problem that he is trying to solve now in the moment. <laughs> is what is he to do with you? You have interrupted his operations, which actually, Ribsy, you were one of the most recent victims of this cult. Dipped in acid, cleaned out, and turned into the tunnel guards. I knew it looked familiar! <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, but that has now come to an end. But 
the town doesn't seem to be none the wiser about it. So, since you're so interested in going on an adventure and living among these humans, you've already met the goblins, you already know the secrets. He's got two choices. He can disintegrate you and start over, but it's so hard to find good bones these days. I'll take option two, please. <laughs> he hands you the disguise hat. You keep bringing supplies. You keep the operation going. You keep the bodies coming. You find your replacements for the carpal tunnels, and you can keep this charade going for as long as the other humans around buy it. And I'm sure by the fortnight, they'll have figured things out, and they'll deal with this problem on their own. big mistake. So I take the hat of disguise and I use it to actually become Terry. <laughs> and I check it myself out, the new fleshy hands. Well, I'll be damned. It just be like that sometimes. Oh yeah. How about an option three? I got a counter proposal for you. And then I blow. This isn't a negotiation, Bonavar. I, I blow cigar smoke into Perfect his face. Perfect circles. And then, no. <laughs> and then get on my side and roll away. Hey, goblins, wait up for me. <laughs> I think that's where it ends. <laughs> yeah. May I? May I? May I suggest? Um, yes. As Bob is marched back to the carpal tunnels, you just see the camera pan on him, and very like you see a bony vein start bulging on the skull, and you hear very very faintly just a. Bob. <laughs> Yeah, that's the post credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. Bob learning to whistle. Oh, Ribsy out there learning how to like look after a tavern. Bone makes a run for it. <laughs> Starts bouncing down uh, the hall after the goblins. Like a rolling bone! Bone manages to make it to a river and then it's just like <laughs> manages to get their skull face up and is just like sunbathing in the river <laughs> that's blowing them down and then there's the, there's the bard that you let escape out there by the river they're like trying and tuning their new instrument and they're like starts playing and then just watching you bob by and they just shake their head just keep playing a soon <laughs> well that's adventure skeletons that's what a one page RPG is like <laughs> It's a little weird. It's a little loose. It's a little strange. You're not really sure where it's going to go. But it's got to uh, But it turns out if you try really hard, you know, maybe there's even a promotion in it for you. <laughs> uh, what happened uh, to uh, uh, Pelvis? Uh, everyone else got a nice little post-credit. What would you like, Marissa? What's, what's... Um, I think Pelvis... Uh... <laughs> is there a last... Sorry, Pel I know you want to be one with the ocean, one with the water. So as, as, as Bone of Arc is bobbing down the river, maybe you just like free willy slow motion... Arc over, <laughs> and, I'm, and I and I and I found another salmon. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Fresher salmon. Salmon in a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> salmon in a barrel. Um, but yeah, I, I free willy my salmon body over top of. 
Adventure Skeletons is a pay-what-you-want on itch.io by Grant Hallett. A lot of his one-page RPGs are available either for free or for a very small donation. Um, and uh, that was one of the things that when we started doing Tabletop Tuesdays is we were originally only going to do one-page RPGs, but then we decided to expand it to really quick, easy-to-prep games as well. And I'm glad we did because those games have been a lot of fun too. But Adventure Skeletons has been on that, that list of like, oh, this is silly. And I've really wanted to play this. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me and trying out this this strange skelly time uh, with all of us. Um, how how was it for you, uh, Alex, with a V to join us? Oh, that and was... not have to run a game oh, No, I can't do the same pun again. Hang on. Uh, that really <laughs> tickled my funny bone. Uh... Yeah. All right. Well, I, I hope we uh, we never meet again. So, just <laughs> oh, you mean we have a bone to pick now? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Alex? With a C, how was uh, Adventure Skeletons? Oh, I'm. Uh, oh God, there's a carcass pun in here somewhere. Um, <laughs> you don't have to respond with puns. You can just honestly re- reflect on the game that was. A carcass is is left uh, for me dying from laughter. Uh, thank you very much for having me and and for and for uh, running this very silly, amazing game. It was super fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm. I hope you all come back. We've got more one-page RPGs uh, there in the in the Rolodex. I know the last one we're going to do at the end of July is, is going to be Honey Heist. I'm very much looking forward to that. Ooh. And uh, Lasers and Feelings is floating around in there too. And uh, and then I have like a. I have I have like seventy RPGs. Some of them are great, <laughs> some of them are garbage, uh, but I got them, and uh, you know, keep pulling them out. And uh, and how about you, Marissa? How was Adventure Skeletons? It was a strange. It was uh, a real knee slapper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. took them out the kneecaps, and finally, Danny. Mm. Uh, this was. I mean, this is going to be the last game you and I play together. So uh, how how For was now. this uh, to 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 send you away? In a word, and to put you to work, yeah. <laughs> get you a job. In a word, make, make something productive out of you. Humorous. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's it. All right. All right. We're back. Well, We're back to that. Hey, and all, everyone! Thanks for joining us here on Tabletop Tuesdays. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, coming along with us on this strange, bony adventure. Uh, and if you are interested in more of this, we're here every Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to do more one-shot RPGs. And if you'd like to learn about Dungeons and Do-Gooders, uh, who have welcomed me into their world to run these games every Tuesdays, uh, by all means, look into their Discord channel. Uh, exclamation mark Discord. You can go join them. They run Dungeons & Dragons games, and you can go join in their uh, ongoing campaigns and worlds as well as um, Terrible Warriors, which is the podcast that I run. We've got new episodes coming out, hopefully every week. I'm trying my best. Uh, we've got uh, an interview with, right now this week, uh, Chris uh, uh, McDowell, who's the creator of Electric Bastion Land and Into the Odd. And they're they're on that episode this week, and I'm also doing a, another long-form game playing Cult of Infinity Lost. So you can go check that out, exclamation mark warriors. Uh, as for all that, well, we'll be back next week with another game and another special guest, and another one-shot RPG to to play us out for about three hours. So uh, to Marissa and to Danny and to Alex and especially to Alex, uh, thank you for joining us here. And until next time when we find ourselves here at this table, rolling dice together, telling stories together, laughing together. Thank you for hanging out with us on Tabletop Tuesdays. Be good to each other. Bye. Woo!
We will return on Tuesday with the fifth episode from our Tabletop Tuesday sessions with the Dungeons and Do-Gooders, the Sea of Thieves role-playing game. Be sure to check out all of the offerings of the DNDG Twitch channel by visiting twitch.tv slash dndggames. And you can stay up to date with what we are planning by following us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. We're going to be back recording new games for our 10th season. And if you'd like to be a part of helping to make this show possible, perhaps consider supporting us by becoming a sponsor today on Patreon. Supporters get early access to our story episodes and you can upgrade your support to join in on our private virtual games, which we host every month. Find out more about supporting the Terrible Warriors, visit patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. My name is Justin Ecock, and I'm also the editor of this here show. We will be back with more Tabletop Tuesdays in partnership with Dungeons & Do-Gooders, where we build our tankards of grog and set sail on the Sea of Thieves in tabletop form. And until we find you again at the Terrible Warrior table, thank you for listening. Be good to each other.